This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook, and at trevorjamesflutes.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome this week to Talking Flutes Extra with me, Jean-Paul Wright. The opening music is, as always, The Baby Elephant Walk, performed by the wonderful Barry Griffiths. Thank you, as always, for your lovely emails and direct messages on social media. Claire and I are always very pleased to read them, especially your suggestions for future podcast topics and guests. So, the aim today, and following loads of positive feedback and also requests on my previous podcast where I was speaking with the musician and composer Theo Travis, we're today going to delve a little deeper into meditation, creative visualisation, mindfulness or whatever you'd like to call it. There will be some exercises, so if you listen to these podcasts when you're driving, then this week in particular... I suggest that you press pause and continue when you get home. As musicians, we often find ourselves overloaded with study, practice and the pressures of supporting ourselves financially as a creative. This particular baseline that we set ourselves just by being a musician and the pressure this brings is before we factor in any family or friendship issues which may arise every now and then. It's therefore really not unusual for any of us to feel flat, low and even burnt out at times. Remember, we are all unique. We all have separate worries, fears, background, experiences, desires, dreams and so on. And therefore, it really is incumbent on each and every one of us to create our own strategy for calming, taming or working with that inner voice. None of these areas that we will cover today may actually resonate with you. And you know, that really is fine. But if any of them do, then if this podcast can make you want to find out more, then I dearly hope the simple process of meditation will transform your life as much as it has done mine. So before we do any meditations, what I'd like to do with you is to do a nasal opening exercise. I'd like you to take your right forefinger and place it on your right nostril and put pressure on that so the nostril closes. Turn your head to your left shoulder for the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Bring your head back and release the nostril. With the forefinger on your left hand, put it on your left nostril, apply pressure and close it, and move your head to the right hand shoulder. The count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Bring the head back, release the nostril, take hold of both nostrils in your fingers and thumb, push your head upwards, and again for the count of five. One, two, three, four, five, drop your head, release the nostrils and breathe in. I find that a really, really good nasal opening exercise. You know, if I've got one side of my nose is blocked or I really need to 
feel as though I can breathe properly through my nose. That is a very, very simple exercise. But let's start with a short meditation, shall we? And to get you into the mood, let's open our auditory senses to help us relax with a short piece entitled I Am Valued by New York-based musician and flute player Melissa Keeling. As the music begins, just focus on your breath, feeling it coming in and out, and just try and be in the moment. Follow the patterns of the notes and just be. Now, I'm not going to talk over the top. I just want you to focus on the music and your breath. So I wonder how many of you that are listening to this meditate regularly? Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Nothing is going to happen on this podcast with your meditation. You see, there's no finish line, no fireworks, no holy grail, no winning. There's just being. In meditation, a lot of the time we just focus on our breath and connect with the power of being fully present. 
And for a moment, let's compare meditations to snowflakes, because no two are ever the same. Once you understand that every sit or meditation will be different for you, you will stop looking to compare or duplicate. You see, there's no such thing as a bad meditation. Even if you don't get anything and you are just sat there battling the yada 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 brain, or as we call it, the monkey mind, constantly switching from your thinking mind to your breath over and over, you're still doing something good. You are still recharging those batteries. It's not what happens when you're doing it that matters. It's what happens after. You might not feel it when you're sitting there, but afterwards you'll have a greater sense of peace, awareness and calm for the rest of the day. When you pick your instrument up, you will have a greater sense of focus. You see, meditation is actually not weird at all. You don't have to wear strange clothes, burn incense and sit and chant Om. You don't even have to sit in an uncomfortable position with your hands upwards with a thumb and a forefinger in an O. And you certainly don't need to be a vegetarian. You also don't have to subscribe to any particular faith or philosophy. The biggest problem for people is what goes on inside their head when they sit down to stop meditating. No matter how hard they try, they are unable to stop thinking. But that's the point. Meditation is not about having an empty mind. So for a moment, please let me indulge you with a completely made-up story as an example. You receive a call from a friend. Are you free for coffee? they ask. Sure, you say. Great, said the friend. We will go to that coffee shop that I like, not the one that you prefer. You will have a double espresso and not a cappuccino that I know you like. You'll have a pan au chocolat, just like me. We will sit in an area that I like, not you. We will then discuss politics, which is what I like to talk about, and not the silly stuff that you always rant on about. Um, you reply, I've just remembered that I have to see my dentist this afternoon. So sorry, I can't make it. So would you go out for coffee with someone who tells you where to go, where to sit, what to do and drink, and decides what to talk about? No way, would you? Similarly, and taking that previous made-up story as its base, compare this to someone meditating. Mind, listen up. We are going to meditate now. You are going to sit here for exactly 20 minutes. You are going to watch your breath, which is what I want you to do, not wander off whenever and whenever you want. You are going to place your awareness on the tip of your nose. I am going to have a beautiful meditation. When you are a control freak who treats your mind like this, no wonder it tries to escape. It will think of useless memories, plan something that will never happen, fantasize or fall asleep. This is why you can't keep still when you meditate. It's so very important that you enter meditation without an expectation of success, whatever that may be. There is no pass or fail, there is just meditation, each with no measure or comparison. There are many types of meditation which I'm sure you have already heard about, uh, things such as focused attention, and this form of meditation is sort of fairly straightforward because it uses the object of our breath to focus attention, 
to anchor the mind and maintain awareness. There's body scan or body mapping, and often our body is doing one thing while our mind is is elsewhere. And so this technique is designed to sync the body and mind by performing a mental scan from the top of the head to the end of your toes. There's a noting meditation where you are focusing the breath or simply sitting in quiet. And this technique involves specifically noting what's distracting the mind to the extent that we are caught up in thought or emotion that we've lost our awareness of the breath. We note the thought or feeling to restore awareness, create a bit of space as a way of letting go, and to also learn more about our thought patterns, tendencies and condition. Visualisation. Now, as musicians, we are, we're very aware of visualisation. This type of meditation invites you to picture something or someone in your mind. We are essentially replacing the breath with a mental image as the object of focus. It can feel challenging to some, but it's really no different than vividly recalling the face of an old friend naturally without effort. And so it is with meditation. By conjuring a specific visualisation, we not only get to observe the mind, but we also get to focus on any physical sensations. Loving kindness is another meditation, and we focus on the image of different people. It doesn't really matter if we know them or not, or if even if we like them or not. It's integral to this technique. We direct positive energy and goodwill first to ourselves, and then as a ripple effect to others, which helps let go of unhappy feelings which may be experiencing. Skillful compassion is another meditation, and similar to the loving kindness one, it involves focusing on a person you know or love and paying attention to the sensations arising from the heart. By opening our hearts and minds for the benefit of other people, we have the opportunity to foster a feeling of happiness in our own mind. Resting awareness meditation. Rather than focusing on the breath or visualization, this technique involves letting the mind truly rest. Thoughts may enter, but instead of distracting you and pulling you away from the present moment, they simply drift away. There's reflection meditation, and this technique invites you to ask yourself a question, perhaps something such as, what are you most grateful for? Be aware of the feelings, not the thoughts that arise when you focus on the question. Now we're all aware of Zen meditation, and this is an ancient Buddhist tradition which involves sitting upright and following the breath, particularly the way it moves in and out of the belly, and letting the mind just be. Its aim is to foster a sense of presence and alertness. Mantra meditation. This technique is similar to focused attention meditation, although instead of focusing on the breath to quiet the mind, you focus on a mantra. The idea here is that the subtle vibrations associated with the repeated mantra can encourage positive change, maybe a boost in self-confidence or an increased compassion for others. Transcendental meditation, and this practice involves sitting comfortably with one's eyes closed for 20 minutes twice per day and engaging in the effortless practice as instructed by a teacher. Yoga meditation. Just as there are many different types of meditation, so too exist many styles of yoga. Yoga is used to relax the body and to relieve tension. And if you've ever meditated at the end of a yoga session, you just feel all that positive energy engulfing the body while also the negative energies just seem to flow away. Vipassana meditation. This is what I do. It's another in ancient tradition and invites you to concentrate intensely 
to examine certain aspects of your existence with the intention of eventual transformation. Sounds really posh. It's not. What you do is you sit there and when a thought comes into your mind, you choose whether to take hold of that, whether to investigate that, whether it's just to push it away. Vipassana pushes us to find insight into the true nature of reality via contemplation on several key areas of ourselves, impermanence, non-self, emptiness, frustrations. Chakra meditation. The meditation technique with chakra is aimed at keeping the body core chakras or center of energies open, aligned and fluid. Sound bath meditation. This is really interesting is that this form of meditation uses bowls, gongs and other instruments to create sound vibrations that help focus the mind and bring it into a more relaxed state. You see, there are so many different meditations that I encourage you, if you show any interest at all, is just to go online, go onto YouTube, do a Google search and just explore the vast expanse of being able to spend five to ten minutes unlocking that scrolling finger to find a meditation technique that works for you. So let's do another meditation now, again with a little background music from a track called Rhythm of the Breath by Theo Travis. And this time, I'll be guiding you through the process. Now find yourself a comfortable position, sitting in a chair or lying down. Gently close your eyes and with your eyes closed lower your gaze. Yes, you can do this with your eyes closed, just lower your gaze downwards. And make yourself comfortable in this position. your shoulders and as you do so bring your awareness to calm balance ease stillness peace and whenever your mind wanders just gently and softly bring it back to calm, balance, ease, stillness, peace. become aware of your natural breathing pattern. Don't force or pressure your breath. Just become aware of your breathing. Breathe in through your nose 
and out through your mouth. And when you inhale, feel your stomach expand as opposed to your chest. And when you exhale, feel your stomach contract. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Now when you next inhale, feel that you are taking in positive, uplifting energy. And when you exhale, feel that you are releasing any negative, toxic energy or thoughts that may come in. Now lower your left ear to your left shoulder as you breathe in and bring it back to the middle as you breathe out. And lower your right ear to your right shoulder as you breathe in and bring it back to the middle as you breathe out. Really feel the breath. The breath coming in and the breath going out. Now we're going to spend the next two minutes just focusing on each out breath. If any thought comes into your mind, Label it thoughts and let it pass through.
and as the music gradually disappears, gently open your eyes. So let's do another meditation, and this time you're again flying with some background audio, floating on air by Theo Travis. Before before we do so, let's do the nasal opening exercise once more, shall we? So, right forefinger on your right nostril. Push it down and move your head to the left shoulder. To count to five. Five, four, three, two, one. Bring it back to the centre. Your left forefinger on your left nostril, press it, and then push your head over to your right shoulder. Five, four, three, two, one. Bring your head back to the center. Hold your both nostrils with your thumb and forefinger. Lift your head up, squeeze. Five, four, three, two, one. Bring your head back down and breathe. So let's just sit down and get comfortable where we are. You do this exercise with your eyes open. Simply feel balanced and comfortable and take a few breaths in. We breathe naturally and without thinking. And so as you sit there, just spend a few moments watching and feeling your breath. Don't change your breathing. Just watch and feel it come and go. Take in the space in front of you. Be very aware of your surroundings. Explore any particular quality to the light in the room. Maybe there are shadows or different light textures. Listen out for any background noise or notice any smells. Be very present in this moment and take it all in. Try not to label things too much.
Next, focus your attention on the feeling of the seat underneath you. Notice the points of contact between your body and the seat. Now switch your focus to the feeling of the texture of the clothing under your hands which you are resting on your lap or on your legs. Then feel the ground under your feet. Again, notice the sensation of contact between your feet and the floor. Become aware of your shoulders. Maybe they feel tense or tight. Worry about that. Just be aware of that area for a few moments in a neutral way. Now focus on your face. Is there any kind of taste in your mouth? Without moving your mouth around, simply experience what is there with a light touch of curious observation. Lastly, Bring your focus to the front of your body and feel how you breathe. Notice it coming in and causing your body to gently contract and expand in a rhythmic manner. And as you do so, feel your breath on the end of the nose or the tip of your tongue. Now bring your focus back and sit for a short while without judgment, focusing on your breath coming in and going out. If any thoughts arise, label them thoughts and see if you can let them simply pass through.
Now slowly bring your focus back. So let's now take a look at creative visualization and the effect this can have on reframing inner dialogue and also quietening that inner voice. The importance when visualizing is to utilize all your senses. Visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, gustatory. Kinesthetic is the touchy-feely one. Olfactory is the smelly sense. And the gustatory is the taste sense. And you may find it quite strange to understand that the brain often doesn't differentiate between a real experience and one that is graphically imagined using all your senses. Quite strange that, isn't it? But let me give you an example. What I'd like you to do is you can keep your eyes open or you can close them. I'd like you to walk into your kitchen. And as you walk into your kitchen, the sun is shining through one of the windows. You may be able to smell freshly brewed coffee. There may be something cooking in the oven. And as you walk into the kitchen, everything is beautifully clean. A car goes past the window. You may even hear a dog barking. But as you look around, the sun shines through the window and onto the surface where you chop your vegetables. Walk over to that surface, you will notice a brand new chopping board. Just rub your hands along the top of that chopping board. It may be made of wood. It may be slate. It may be granite. It could be any material, but just run your fingers across and just notice the temperature and the texture. To the right or to the left, depending on if you're right or left-handed, you notice there's a brand new knife. Pick the knife up. Turn it round. Just notice, oh, that's a nice feel, that's a nice weight. And as you lay the knife back down, you notice in the middle of the chopping board is a lemon. And as you focus your attention on that lemon, you notice how yellow it is, how bright yellow it is. You notice the two bobbly ends. You notice all the little bumps and hollows on the outside of the skin. Taking the knife in your hand, what I'd like you to do now is to slice the lemon into two, watching your fingers, obviously, and allow the two pieces of lemon to split open. Take one piece of lemon and just walk over to the window. And as you walk over to the window, you hold the lemon up and the sun coming through the window catches on the inner flesh of that lemon. And as you do so, you can just notice the, the juice bubbling under that translucent skin. Just take a sniff of that skin. And now what I'd like you to do is to take the lemon and to bite deep into that skin, allowing the juice to go all the way down your throat. Ah, So hands up who found themselves salivating or pulling a funny face when they were eating that lemon. You see, the power of visualisation to musicians can never be underestimated. I mean, you just salivated, didn't you? You just pulled a face and you didn't actually eat a lemon. You just graphically imagined using all your senses. So providing you do the necessary practice for an exam or a performance, you can visualise an outcome. You can visualise how you are feeling. And you can begin the process of quietening that pesky little voice 
that sometimes reminds you at certain parts of your practice regime or lead up to a performance of the hard parts within the piece. So providing you do the necessary practice for an exam or performance and only you know what the necessary actually is, as that is different for everybody. But your gut feeling will usually tell you. If your gut feeling is causing you any unease, then this provides a field day for the inner voice, who will start to talk incessantly. It will start to point out the areas that you haven't practiced, the areas that you're struggling with. But if you have done enough preparation, then using creative visualisation will only enhance your feeling of security. So hands up anybody who struggles with that inner voice if you happen to do a bit of public speaking or there's a musical performance, a recital or a concert coming up. Now, I can't see any of you, obviously, but I can sense there's lots of hands been raised in the air. I see this isn't a problem. Being afraid of public speaking or having nervousness or anxiety with a public performance, you know, that is, that is natural. But we should also be willing to look for tools and areas to assist us in coping with the reactions that arise when these events happen. In her wonderful book, Power Performance for Singers, and this is quite an old book, Alma Thomas gives a really interesting exercise, which I've used not only for myself, but also when working with musicians and actors who are struggling with inner talk and also life issues but need to perform. This is not a cure, but an assistance to get you through something in the knowledge that you can address these issues afterwards. Now, it's called the black box exercise. And again, it's just creative visualization. So what I'd like you to do is to close your eyes because I want to cut out all external visual stimuli. And I'd like you to walk into a room in your house. And as you walk into that room in your house, I'd just like you to take a look around Notice what's on the walls. Notice what's on the floor. Again, you may hear a car going past. You may hear a dog bark. And as always, it's a sunny day. You're also aware of an impending performance. You may be speaking. You may be doing a recital. You may be playing a concert, a solo in a concert. You may have an exam. And yeah, you're feeling quite comfortable that you've done enough work for that. But there's still a few little issues that are floating. So I'd like you to walk around your room once and then walk into the centre of that room. And you'll notice to the right-hand side of where you're standing is a black box. What I'd like you to do is to open up the black box. And in the black box, I'd like you to place everything that is causing you issues today, any thoughts, any negative energy, but just place it inside the box. Close the box lid and you can exit the room. Now this is a very, very simple exercise and it is one, as I said, that I've used a lot and it is usually happens sort of 10 or 15 minutes before I was due to play and I'd have all these thoughts appearing. And just taking five minutes out of my time to close my eyes, to go into my bedroom and put these negative thoughts, negative energies or worries or even issues that are outside of music into the black box, closing the lid, I've been able to go onto the stage 
without these issues being forefront of my mind. Another example is, and this is a very, very quick example, is I'd like you to visualize a computer screen. And I'd like you to type a word on that computer screen. It could be any word. It could be a cuss or swear word. It could be a word that you don't like. It could be a word that you do like, but I'd just like you to type it onto the screen. Now I'd like you to take the mouse and I'd like you to highlight that word. And I'd like you to magnify it to font 300 bold. Now most computers only go down to about 120, so you just type in 300 point at the top and see how that fills up the screen. Just notice your reaction to that word, that word that you've typed. Just notice how that word makes you feel. And what I'd like you to do now is highlight it again. Press the delete button. It's gone. And so have those negative feelings. So I'm going to end the podcast with two very important exercises, which I believe you should do every day. They will not take long, but their power on you cannot, really cannot be underestimated. They are mantras and gratitude. You see, it's so important that we give ourselves positive messages. It's very hard sometimes for us to think positively about ourselves, about our practice, about our music. We're often comparing ourselves with others. We're often really, really hard on ourselves. So now close your eyes and listen to the gentle flow of the music and simply repeat the words after me. I am worthy. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am unique. I am enough. I am proud of myself. I am grateful for all that is unfolding in my life and all that is yet to come. I am fearless. I love my music. I am free with my music. I am me. I am me.
and whilst the music continues to play, I want you to think of somebody or something you are really grateful for at this very moment. And I want you to magnify that feeling. Make it bigger. Really feel it inside of your body. And as you do so, move that deep feeling into your heart. If you wish, you can move your hand and place it over your heart. Feel the warmth. Radiate the gratitude. I am worthy. I am strong. I am unique. I am me. I am me. I am me. I really love doing the gratitude and mantras. It sets me up for the day. It gives me a warmth which tends to carry me through. And I can always come back to the mantras if I'm sat on a train or sat in a car or I'm sat before rehearsals. I can just close my eyes and just repeat these little mantras over and over again. And after all, how many of us spend enough time looking at ourselves understanding how unique and special we are. And just beginning the process of creating your own mantras that engender that feeling of self-belief. And if you're not a self-confident type of person, to give that little bit of warmth deep within that you can hold a strength. So thank you all for listening to this very different Talking Flutes Extra podcast this week. If you're interested to know and experience more about how meditation can quieten that pesky inner voice, then feel free to visit the happyflutist.com website or one of the hundreds of other websites out there, including the very popular Headspace app. So may your days ahead be musically fulfilling, your inner voice comfortably quiet. And may your high pianissimo F-sharp be particularly easy to sing. Goodbye, everybody. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. 
For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.